0: Hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your boy, Drew, where our connection continues to connect. That's my Oprah voice for y'all. <laughs> um, So I'm back again, new week, on time. What the fuck you talking about, young boy? <laughs> I have issues. Um, Yeah, so... I'm just going to get into it. I'm not going to talk about my week and all of that shit. Because this is this whole episode is about to be a whole personal episode. And I'm going to start with stress. Because y'all, your boy has been a little stressed. And it's... I hope you guys can't hear the outside. Because, anyway. Alright. Your boy has been stressed. A lot has been going on. And... Just like you guys, like, I feel like people listen so you can have an outlet, right? So for whatever that 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, you have this outlet of just being able to just, you don't have your problems in your brain, you're listening to this person or you're listening to your favorite song and you saying how you a bad bitch or you got the biggest dick or whatever this, Whatever's happening in a motherfucking song, right? You have... This flowing through your mind and all of your problems are just to the side. So I guess it's kind of like a person that does, you know, weed or heavy drugs or whatever they're into. And they say, oh, it just make it relaxes me. It makes me not even think about what the fuck is going on. However, for us who don't engage in those extracurricular activities. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> those correct <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing but I do know why I'm laughing anyway so for those of us that don't engage in that when once whatever we do to um to manage our stress once that's done with then obviously we get to the stage of all right, our problems are back, right? So it's a lot happening and today like I'm at work and I'm just like damn like I got this going on I got that going on and I have this job going on and I'm like damn like how is it that you're supposed to manage a relationship friendship uh what you call it parent kid relationships shit your friends are going through, stuff your parents are going through, stuff that your brothers are going through, or sisters, best friends. And you're supposed to manage all of these things on top of be productive and be A1 at work so this is where you can get your bonus come December, hint, hint. Um, just so you can be amazing at what you do. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you do all of this and it's like, all right, I broke my neck today at work, and then tomorrow it's somebody else's issue. Washington, well, this. tomorrow's this, it's a new issue at, the, at your employer, employment. Like, what happened? I said, to, what happened to the good days when the stresses at my job was that there was no fucking popcorn at the movie theater? So, for y'all who don't know, or well, for people that are just listening to this podcast, I used to work at a movie theater. And I, I'll give you a quick little thing. I used to work in uh, the concession stand and where, you know, you get your snacks and shit. And then I eventually learned how to be, um, I worked at box office, and I also was an usher for a very short stint because I wasn't into that cleaning shit. But anyway, um, what happened to those days? And I'm like, damn, like... So you technically think... I started working at the movie theaters when I was 16. So that was 20 years ago. Jesus Christ, I'm old. I'm not old. But anyway, so that was 20 years ago. And my stress was, oh my God, there's no popcorn. Or there's no butter. And when you really think about it, it really wasn't my issue. I just fucking worked there. I didn't have to go home, maintain bills. Oh my God, what's happening? Uh, did I call the, the credit card company for this? Did they credit me for that? Or what's going on with my best friend? Is he okay? Because such and such happened. And it's like you have to manage all of these things and still be productive. And it's like, yo, I need a break. I need a break. I need a fucking vacation. I need something. Now, granted, I'm off this week, Thursday and Friday. However, I have court on Friday. This is not a vacation for me. I have to drive five hours to go to court, right? And five hours home after court. So this is not a vacation. Well, yes, I'm off of work. I don't have to have the work stresses, but now I have the stresses of having to go to court and deal with what I have to deal with when it comes to the situation, right? Ridiculous. Then I have to come back to my house. Whatever else issues that I'm having for the week, I have to handle and address. Then not to mention when I get back to work on Tuesday, (laughs) bam, there's work again. And it's just like, damn, look, when you really think about life, paper doesn't mean shit, right? Paper means nothing to you for the most part. However, we need money in order to be productive in life in order to be successful, in order to afford certain things or to have the basic necessities. But it's like paper is bullshit and we go so crazy over it. It's crazy. It really is crazy to me that money makes people go so crazy. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying all of us, because all of us have been guilty of it. You wanted that extra $30 an hour or you wanted that extra Oh, I could get time and a half. I could make X, Y, Z per hour just to do this, 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 this. And it's like we do all of these things for what? And then it's like you get stressed out. And then you have to deal with all of the stresses (laughs) at once. So I'm just trying to manage my stress. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm really trying to manage it so this way I can say, okay, this is happening. Process it and say, fuck it. It works or it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just what I'm trying to balance. And I wanted to bring this up because I said, you know, we the the weather's changing. It's getting nicer outside. And it's like, all right, COVID is kind of sort of good. And you're kind of sort of got to have, a, you know, a social life. And you want to be able to show up and do certain things. But it's like, why am I in this rut of I don't want to go anywhere. I'm not... I'm like, oh, all right, why do we have to do this? I don't really want it. Why can't we just go to your house or my house or we go to a nice little spot that's not overcrowded? Like, I don't want to be around a 1,000 people. And it's like COVID has really made me this way, and it's crazy, you know? It really is crazy. And I think, you know what I think, guys? I need to take a sabbatical from, <laughs> from work. I need to take a sabbatical or something, I maybe. I don't know. I guess I just got to figure it out. And that's, I guess that's the thing with all of us. As we move through life every day, we just take that one day at a time. One day at a time until we say, all right, yay, finally we get to go on a vacation for five days even though we've been working for the past six months like nobody's fucking tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's so crazy because... I know what I have to do and (laughs) I'm avoiding it but in reality I need to just go ahead and do it and just say you know what unfortunately this is not working for me and I have to move on to a different department so I guess I need to manifest that yeah I have to start manifesting it because maybe this department while it it pays really really well but unfortunately it's taking up a lot of my time during the day Like a lot of my time is being taken up and I have a lot of research and a lot of procedures and things are changing and it's, it's a lot. And I need to manifest something that's probably not going to occupy a lot of my time. And that's not so, I don't want to say hands-on because it's not really hands-on. I mean, it is hands-on, but it's not like, I just need something that's not going to occupy my time. So I guess when we manage our stress, we just have to look at it like, today is Monday, tomorrow is Tuesday, and we will make it through. And for anybody that's having difficulty managing the stress, and, you know, maybe you have it a little bit worse than I have it, you know, if you got to seek professional help, do it. If you have to call your friend, do it. If you have to, whatever it is you need to do, just do it. So this way you're not... Harming yourself in the long run. So I was having a conversation with my friend and we were talking about um transsexuals and heterosexuals and homosexuals and Oh my god, remember Homo sapien? <laughs> when we was younger, I remember people would say, Oh, shut the fuck up, you Homo sapien. I gotta ask some of those toxic people back in my life then, if they still say we <laughs> Say words like that because that's fucking horrible. We got to do better. Anyway, that's what I was saying. So I was talking so from. We was talking about all of these different type of um, orientations, right? And um, that was that, right? And then it was asked to me, "Are you attracted to heterosexual men?" And at first, I'm like, "Wait, what?" Right? You you probably said the same shit I said. What? what the fuck are you talking about? If you're attracted to men, then you're attracted to men, right? So it doesn't matter if that man is heterosexual, homosexual, transsexual. It's the aesthetic you're looking at and you're attracted to that person if you find that person attractive, right? So that was my first initial thought. Like, well, well, not my first. My first initial thought was like, bitch, what? That's very odd. Who the fuck acts is that? Like... If I meet somebody and they're heterosexual, I'm not going to try to pursue you because you're telling me that you're heterosexual. Why would I want to put you in an uncomfortable position? As well as myself. Like, why do I want myself to look fucking crazy approaching you? Meanwhile, you don't even suck dick. It doesn't make any sense. But I digress. So, what I said was, hmm. So, as I started to think deeper, I said, wait a minute. I'm not attracted to heterosexuals. I'm not attracted to heterosexual men. And then he said, why? And I said, well, because... I don't know if I should say this. (laughs) Should I say this? (laughs) Okay. Okay, so what I said was because I just think that heterosexual men and homosexual men do things a lot differently, right? And he agreed. And I said, "Um, but I think the main... I'm going to tell you guys the funny part, but the main reason I felt like was because um, why, would I be tr- why would I be giving attention to something that's not giving attention to me? It's almost like asking whether that person was attracted to you or not, or y'all both found each other attractive physically, but that person just wasn't there for you emotionally or uh, mentally. They just wasn't there for you. So why would you put your, be- your eggs in that basket? So for me, I said, well, no, I'm not attracted to heterosexual men because, one, you're not checking for me. So why would I be checking for you? That's number one. Then number two, because the whole situation came up, we were talking about if it was considered to be gay, if you clean in between your butt cheeks. People were starting to say that it's suspect. And I'm just saying, no, that's just nasty. You got to wash your ass. You got to get in between them cheeks. Spread them motherfuckers. And it's so crazy that you ask people this. And some people will will blatantly tell you in your face, oh, no, I don't do that. Or they'll say, nah, I don't dig in my asshole. Like, that's weird. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, muddy walls. That's the first thing I think of, muddy (laughs) walls. Muddy (laughs) walls. Who wants muddy walls? But I guess if you really think about it, Maybe that's why there's shit stain sometimes in the drawers. Or there's little, you know what I mean? Like how you get that booty sweat. It's probably the dookie. Anyway, I am mean, this is probably nasty. But anyway, I think, so for me, it just didn't, I was like, this is why. Like, I feel like there's, it's, it's, we're different. And of course, believe me, I'm sure that there's some straight men who, who do clean and stick the rag up there and do what they got to do. Just like, child, they shooting. Ah, major. Look, let me stop now. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so, um, damn, what was I saying? See, this is this old age kicking, and I'm telling y'all, I'm getting old. Um, damn, 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 Drew, it was just right there. Oh, right. So, just like what I was saying was that straight men, I'm sure there's some straight men that thoroughly clean themselves and are like, no, hell no, I gotta dig in my butt and get this dookie out or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't want muddy walls. Just like I'm sure there's some gay men who are like, oh, bitch, I don't stick my finger up there. So I don't know if it's technically a... I don't know if it's a... Just sexual orientation comes into play. But what I will say is that it seems as though that a lot of straight men... I shouldn't say a lot, but some straight men have said that they thought that that was a little gay. And they felt weird taking a rag and sticking it up their butthole when nothing goes up there. But... Wouldn't it smell like doo doo? Like, but I, but then I, I mean, okay. And they might say, well, why are you near my asshole? But if you get getting your nut, your dick sucked, wouldn't someone be close? Like, or your balls? Like, that's very, ooh. I wonder what it smell like, y'all. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> I that deal. That probably smells so rank. Mmm. In any event, that's why. So basically, I'm not attracted to heterosexual men just because you're not looking to be with me. Because obviously, if you was heterosexual, you're not trying to get with a man. You're trying to get with a woman. Now, you might be bisexual or homosexual. Then that's a different thing. But obviously, if you're heterosexual, you're not checking for me. So that's why I'm not attracted to you. I'm instantly going to probably be turned off. Even if you said... So even if you, you you appeared to me and I said, wow, he's physically nice looking. And then you said, oh, yeah, I'm straight. Instantly, I'm not going to have any connection with you because there's no chance in hell. You know what I'm saying? So since there's no chance in hell, why would... Like, why would we even move forward? You know what I'm saying? So... And then obviously, then the rest of the things come into play. So it's just to give you context, right? I think it's like, okay, so say for instance, I'm chilling with, let's just say I'm chilling with a guy, right? And he's gay. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm gonna try to get some ass. In my mind, me inserting is probably gonna be like, all right, we probably will be good. Now... If he appeared to be straight, and I thought, oh, i could probably get some ass. In my mind, I'm probably going to think, all right, bitch, we're going to have Picasso here. (laughs) It's going to be given a whole bunch of peanut butter, all right? That's what it's going to be given. So, therefore, you need to—so, who wants to go through all of that? So, I think that's why instantly the attraction is not there. Because you go—your mind goes there your mind goes to oh is he with women and you know what i mean but granted there's some men out there who love to see um to date you know guys that supposedly are straight or whatever like i don't know what the fucking word is cuz who knows what the fuck it's called cuz there's so many fucking words and terminology but anyway um there's some men who prefer a man a man that is straight presenting or at least in the streets they know him to have a baby mother or he's with women, and behind closed doors he's that that straight man is blowing a black back out alleged straight man um is blowing a back out, but for me, that's just not something that interests me, so I think that's so pretty much that's dead on that um I wonder like if you can f- see the the flow like sometimes. So, when, when I'm recording the, the podcast, a lot of times, it's not all in one day. So, like, if something is heavy on my mind, I'll just record it. And that's the beauty about being able to do a podcast. So, sometimes I'll be worried about the pitch. But I'm like, yo, this is... <laughs> I can't sit for hour. I mean, it's not... It's possible. I have done it before. Let me say I cannot. But most of the times, like, especially if I'm doing a solo show, I record it in pieces. Because... It's just easier for me to do it that way, and then some stuff I take out, some stuff, I, some stuff I keep in. Obviously, that you guys get to hear, and that's that. But I'd be wondering sometimes if you could see the change in pitch, <laughs> or like if I'm in a different room, because most of the times I do it on my lower level. If you're a Rony fan, you'll get that. <laughs> but you, I do it downstairs, and um, yeah. So. What was my point of me saying this? Oh, the point was that the pitches. So I wonder sometimes if I'm, like, upstairs, is the the tone different? And I was thinking about getting, like, a sound booth because I really want to, like, rebrand it, the whole podcast thing. And kind of, I don't want to say have it structured, but I like that I can say whatever I want to say. But sometimes I'm like, damn, Drew, stop cursing so much. You curse too much, and you need to pull back and maybe talk about some real, um, not to say these issues aren't real, but to talk about some real some real shit that's happening in the world. But I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to have some... Try to have some really good topics. But this is my personal week. So I feel like for me, it needed to be about Drew. And that's it. Um, And I don't know why I just did that voice. But yeah. <laughs> um, So... I got a little email. And I appreciate you guys. And again, if you haven't... want to send me an email or message or whatever... You can hit me up at Drew presents the number one, at gmail.com. If you have any questions or any topics you want me to discuss. So this message is from Sarah G. And she just says, hey, Drew, I know you just bought a home. I was wondering if you could talk about credit a little bit. I'm struggling with credit and I want to become a homeowner. Can you please elaborate on what credit scores will qualify you for a home? Okay, Now, <laughs> I ain't no expert, but I'm just going to give you my opinion. And obviously, I've been through this process twice. Um, this is the second home I've purchased. So by no means am I an expert. By no means am I going to say this is what it is. So I brought a, purchased a home in the state of Georgia, and I purchased a home in the state of New Jersey. Um, they were both relatively s- about the same. So, what I'll say when it comes to credit, um, I, I, think, I think it's just lack of education. And I really believe that people, well, I'm not going to say people. I think that when we're in school, I think school should kind of probably bring up credit. Because I think it's very important. So, people think because you have a credit score of 610 that you won't qualify for a loan. And it's not actually true. You know what I mean? Um, you can qualify for a loan. I'll be frank with you. So I could, my first loan, they required you to have a 620. You just needed a 620, um, to get a loan. And my score was at the time, I think my score was a 675. I was working on it. Okay. We all work in progress. <laughs> so I was working on it um and i the funny thing is that when we went to closing my credit score ended up being in the 700s cuz i was working on it like i was paying shit off i was like i don't want to have um you know i was trying to get a lower credit score i mean a lower interest rate but in any event um back to your question cuz i i see i'm getting off topic a little bit but the bottom line is that you can get a a home mortgage at a five eighty. It's just that you have to look at some of the um mortgage lenders that will accept the five eighty so don't think just because you have a five ninety you can't get a home mortgage. You just have to look for mortgage lenders that are some mortgage you have to just look for lenders that are willing to accept a five ninety Now you might have more of a down payment you have to put down. There might be higher interest rates involved. There might be, I shouldn't say penalties, but there might be some type of stipulations that they have that are different versus if you have like a 620. You know what I'm saying? Or you have a 680. There might be differences. So even like when I closed on this home, my score was closer to 800 and my interest rate is phenomenal. Like, whew, it's great. But I really feel like what people need to worry about most is if you really want to become a homeowner and you have a five eighty and let's just say you have excuse me, you have some crazy shit going on with your credit where you can't get that score up and you really want to become a homeowner, I would just say just doing some investigating. Just look at the um look at the uh the rules, what are what is required. Go to that lender and say, okay, I have a five eighty five, and I'm just trying to get a, a mortgage, or can I get a mortgage with this score? And maybe they'll tell you, okay, this is the situation. Versus if you had a six twenty, and our six twenty people, this is what we do. For people that's under six twenty, we do this, and that might be beneficial for you. Um, if you're able to get certain things off your credit, try to get them off. You know what I'm saying? Even if I tell people all the time utilization is a big big part of the credit score so try to pay your stuff down like some people it goes back to talking about you know being educated on credit i think a lot of people don't realize that your um your utilization can help your score a lot now your utilization should that doesn't mean your credit card your credit card should be zero you should have a a recurring balance like every month you should have a balance on that credit card now let's just say your credit card is a thousand dollar limit. You're you shouldn't have nine hundred dollars that you owe on a credit card because then that's showing that you have a high utilization. So you should have your credit card probably I would say anywhere from a hundred dollars and less. Um, and I not that, that should be able to help you with your utilization. Um, now if it goes to one twenty two hundred, it's not a big big deal because you're you're at the twenty percent mark. Um, but I personally like to stay under ten percent because I just feel like it's more manageable. And if something happens, like if I did need to pay that down to eight percent or six percent, I can do so. Versus if, you know, you have a a thirty if you had three hundred dollars, so now you're at thirty percent utilization. And while that still isn't terrible, but they'll tell you, most financial advisors will tell you get it under twenty percent. You know. And if you, you'll see, just do it. I'm telling you for one month, get that utilization down and you'll be good to go. Also, um, you know, you can't have too many derogatory um marks on your credit, but there's so many things that I've learned when it comes to home buying. And like even like you can have foreclosed on something. You can have a car repossession. You can have had, um, like say you had a loan before and you had late mortgage payments. I didn't even know that you could have late mortgage payments and get a whole new loan. Like, I've never had a late mortgage payment. But if you've had, like, late mortgage payments, like, I was reading all of the guidelines, and I was like, wow, so you could have late mortgage payments and qualify for another loan? Like, does that even make sense? But, but whatever. You can. So it's the funny thing is just that you have to uh, make sure that you have that 580 at least, and then I would try to just go higher. In any way possible, um. So Sarah G, if you want to actually hit me up on a personal note, you could send me another email, and um, I could go over some stuff with you that that I actually personally did, um, when I was when I went from that, uh, the, whatever it was like in the six hundreds, and I brought it up to the sevens, um, when I did the first. Um. Actually, I'll just tell you now, so you don't have to worry about that. So basically, just what I did was, like I said, I paid down every single credit card. I paid all my credit cards down to ten percent, and I didn't really have any derogatory remarks. So for me, I didn't. I think I had like medical bills, but it wasn't something like, oh, he had a car repossession. Never had a car repossessed. Never had a a foreclosure. This was my first home. Never had. You know, nothing crazy. So that's pretty much what I just did. So you should probably be able to do the same thing. Um, If we have something, you know, a little bit more damaging on the report, I would say, uh, you know, contact someone that helps with credit repair. Maybe they can help you. And, or even like online, even on TikTok, like I see this guy all the time talking about credit repair and how to send letters on your own and blah, blah, blah. Like he's just trying to help the community um, because he feels like, you know, people aren't together when it comes to finances sometimes. And it's almost like, You turn 18, and then you become an adult, but no one tells you how to manage these things. And I'll be the first to admit, when I was 18, I had a credit card from, I don't even know the name of the credit card, but it was something credit. And I remember I had a $500 limit, and I went bonkers. And then I got the first statement, and say pay $50. I was like, oh, that's all I got to pay? Paid them the $50. And my mother was like, yeah, just pay $50. And I'm like, okay. But in in real life, I sh- I maxed this card out to almost $500. And I, yet, I was only giving them $50 a month. And they, the interest rate was probably fucking out of this world. But I didn't know. And then, obviously, over time, I stopped paying the bitch because I was irresponsible when I was a young teen. And I never paid the credit card. Obviously, this is done on my credit report because they're so damn old. But I'm just saying, like, I think even for... Um, like for children coming up or if you have kids, I know for me, that's something that I'm going to definitely stress. Like, this is how you do it. This is how it works. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because you want to make sure that you have your credit in order. So if you do need to go to that, you know, say you at Lowe's and you need to get this and you don't have enough money to do it and you need to finance it, you can be like, all right, I can just apply for credit. Now, I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm just saying you have that option. So I know me personally, like if I go into somewhere and they'd be like, oh, do you want a store credit card? I always say no. But if I wanted that store credit card, I know my chances of getting it, it's very high versus, oh, my credit kind of bad, y'all. I ain't going to get this extra 20% off. Now, who wants to feel that way? And if you probably feel that way, you probably got too many goddamn credit cards. <laughs> but anyway, that's the show. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um... I think I told you I weren't sure I'm going to have a guest. So next week, I'm definitely going to bring a guest. And I have to bring a guest for you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. We're going to try to take this to the top, to the top. Thank you for listening to Drew Presents, where our connection continues to connect. And I'll catch you guys next time.